Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm great. Happy to be popping into everyone's feed on a Sunday for a More Than Mom episode. And I'm especially excited because we're talking about one of our favorite kind of fluffy. I also feel like this is a great fall topic, and that is style. We're just talking about a style update. I agree. And we do this a couple of times a year, and we always are like, well, but I'm not really stylish. And maybe that's (laughs) kind of the point. We are two 40-something moms who like to look cute but are often wearing sweats and pajamas, and they're in lies the conversation. So this is not, right. this is not a fashion podcast, but you all Ooh. know that because here you are. <laughs> right. And we also just got together um, in Chicago. So we're in the big city, which I had not been in a big city in a very long time, I realized. And we did a photo shoot where we needed to pull together like four or five outfits, which is different for us. We've done photo shoots before, but I don't think we've ever had so many costume changes. Right. And we, we had to have a variety of styles. So that really got us thinking about the current state of our wardrobes. There was lots of back and forth boxing going on about what we were going to wear and like what the gaps were. Um, and it's been a while since we've shared our, not only our current thoughts about what's happening in our wardrobes, but just like how we feel about style in general. So I'm excited to do this today. Me too. And you know, it's fun because this line of work that we're in definitely allows us to sometimes try a brand or a product or sometimes even just a method of getting clothes, like a subscription box service or whatever. Um, and that has definitely influenced, oh, I, there, I used that word again, that has hashtag influenced me in the last few years about, I think just being open to different ways of getting close. And then the pandemic, I think did that for everybody, right? Like whatever your normal ways of updating your own wardrobe were, uh, shopping was pretty rocked, you know, in early 2020. And so I think probably a lot of people are acquiring clothes differently maybe than they used to. Um, so it's fun to talk about. It is. And also I have to say that now that I'm in my mid forties, like officially I'm 44, I'm just finding myself in a new place where I'm thinking about dressing a little bit differently than I have. Um, there's that focus on quality pieces I can wear for a long time. And honestly, I've been mentally working toward that for like a decade, but it's, it's been a little stop and start. Um, there's been like this unwillingness to kind of let go of stuff in my closet or like, you know, like I've been kind of half in half out of that mentality. I get, I see why it's got value, but I haven't really gone all in. But I am really feeling ready to like kind of embrace that more too. So that's just an interesting place to be. I agree. Um, It was fun when we got to see each other in person. There's a there's like a thing that happens with a lot of female friendships. And I will generalize here. But like if you haven't seen someone in a while, it's like, oh, that's cute. Where'd you get that? Oh, let me tell you the story of this. Okay, I got it. There's like this like um, very like preening thing that happens where you notice each other's clothes. And if a lot of us have been either seeing the exact same social circle or only seeing people, you know, virtually or very occasionally. So I also think that is like infuses a little bit of motivation when you're seeing friends for the first time in a long time, or you're getting inspired by somebody else's 
fashion choices. Like I saw a pair of high-waisted bootcut pants on you and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about this differently (laughs) now. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, we did talk about style last February, and it was one of those situations where we kind of both forgot it had been that recent. But, you know, Sarah, at that time, we were still pretty deep in like that at-home lifestyle. We were really talking about sort of mid-COVID <laughs> um, wardrobe changes and like what we were wearing. And I feel like for both of us at the time, it was a lot of what I call bizletic, like dressed on top and not on the bottom. And and it's funny how it like things have really changed a lot since then. I'm definitely more mobile. Um, I have a, a, a contract job that I do here where I'm out and about a lot more. So the way I'm dressing is way different from it was last February. It sounds like maybe for you, not quite as different. <laughs> um, but I think people are ready for another conversation about clothing because it is one of those things that evolves. Like style just keeps changing and we change along with it or we, or we hold on to like what the parts that we like and try to make them fit with whatever is happening now. Agreed. I'm excited about this. Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip on Flat and your Chardonnay heeled sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the high vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Sarah, so let's just start really simply and talk about the state of our current wardrobes. So I'm curious what trends you're noticing in your closet or wardrobe right now. Well, this was a little bit depressing because, as you mentioned, (laughs) we did an episode about the state of our COVID style back in February of this year, which, like you said, it was before the summer kind of opened up, before a lot of people were vaccinated. So we were reflecting on a year of being at home. Now, fast forward, like that's been seven or eight months. And I, I still think I am noticing trends of a lot of athleisure, bizletic, whatever you want to call it. I see a lot of sweats and sweatshirts, although if I'm putting a positive spin on it, I I notice a lot of cute sweatshirts and cute like sweats or leggings rather than sloppy. At least that's like that's my hope of what the trend what looks like. That's what you're hoping is happening. You're just not 100 yeah. percent sure. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of um, greens in my I'm noticing right now a lot of olive and forest that I have acquired in colors of the last year or so. Um, some more neutrals. And that's those are the first two things that come to mind for me. How about you? Well, I am noticing um, just from a color perspective, tons of naturals, just like you said, like greens, like I've got a lot of olive and forest green too, but also like, um, like a burgundy color that it's, it isn't exactly 
nature, but it kind of looks like a, a wine grape or like mm-hmm. a, like a really dark fall leaf, something mm-hmm. like that. But another new color that's kind of on the scene is like a terracotta brown. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny, right today I'm wearing a shirt that I got about a year ago and it's one of my favorite Dolman, you know, baggy Dolman three quarter sleeve mm-hmm. top that I can wear basically with anything. But when I bought it, I remember thinking the color was a little weird. It's almost like a, it's like a puce, like a brick, like brick red. Like it's a very natural looking red. And I remember Wait, at the time hold thinking, hold on, I thought what? puce was green. Pretty sure the color puce is puce. Is... <laughs> well, maybe okay. Listeners. Never mind. Puce, <laughs> please hold. Okay, so not puce then. What am I thinking? Nope. Okay, puce is a dark red or purple brown oh, color. Okay, so I'm thinking of chartreuse. Right. But I, I, I think, think you I... are. And the reason I know that is one time I was at a, this is just a total aside, but I was at a magazine conference where there was like high, you know, like New York editors there. And it uh-huh. was very, very fancy. And I was wearing this jacket that I had gotten at Target and I was I loved it. Um, but it was kind of like almost like the same color I'm wearing right now, actually. And I raised my hand to ask a question during a panel. And this very well-dressed <laughs> editor from New York City says, Yes, you, the one in the, I don't know, puce. And so. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. That is amazing. That is the most New York, like, magazine editor. It's like a cartoon. The way he said it was a lot snottier, too. It was like, yes, you, you and the puce. And I, at the time, remember thinking, I don't even know what puce is. It sounds like puke. And I I had to go Google it after that. Um, That was a long time ago. But anyways, yes. So it's like puce. It's like a brickish, it's like a brick red. And, but with like a lot of brown in it. And I remember thinking, I love this shirt, but the color is really weird. And I don't know that I'm going to like it, but now it's just fitting in perfectly with everything else in my closet. Because since then, now I've picked up like three other shirts in almost like a, like a sapia tone or like a darker terracotta. So there's a lot of that going on and I'm, I'm here for it. I like, I like that it kind of goes with the forest greens and um, like everything feels or like the mustard yellow that I still, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not buying as much new mustard yellow right now, but like I got a scarf in Chicago that was mustard and um, I'm still phasing through a lot of mustard. So the colors all go together really well, but yeah. I do feel a little bit like eighth grade. I remember having an outfit in all these same colors in eighth grade. So it's very nineties. I think nineties yes, um, are back for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so, and then what I'm trying to do, if you looked at the pieces I have, you would see an attempt to move toward just more s- pulled together structured looks like in all of my different wares. So not just when I'm getting dressed to go out, but like, even if I'm just slopping around in my yoga wear, like you can see that I'm starting to pull the pieces together to try to make those looks look more intentional, but I'm not really there yet. I I feel like this is like the ongoing struggle of adult dressing yourself life. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So, all right, well then let's talk about stores or styles or brands, or like you mentioned before, like methods of dressing ourselves that we're excited about now. Um, so Sarah, you mentioned, um, in the opener that we do get a chance to work with a lot of different sponsors in the style arena, I guess. And so it just so happens that I've really kind of leaned in on a couple of them this year to like, I don't know, try new things. One is Mm -hmm. Quince. Um, they're like the direct, it's like luxury goods that come to you directly from the manufacturer. So I got some cashmere sweaters, like so inexpensively and cashmere sweaters are the kind of thing where it just sounds so luxurious. And it's the kind of thing where I would love to have like a closet with just like, you know, a rainbow of cashmere sweaters Mm -hmm. hanging in a row, but it sounds so decadent. And honestly, that doesn't, it doesn't really have to be if if you like you source them well, and and they are just like a basic staple that you can truly wear with anything forever. They're just pullovers. It's not like the, the shape, the silhouette's not going anywhere. Um, we also got to try a clothing rental service, Armour, which I believe is a sponsor in this episode. Yeah. Um, and you and I were both a little bit like, huh, we we get it. But like, how would this actually be used? And I have actually been so impressed because it let me try totally different things than I ever would. Um, as some of them we wore at our photo shoot, but I actually ended up buying a couple pieces from Armour because I liked them so much. And these are not things I would have bought off the rack. So I feel like this time of year in general is a great time for me to buy a few new pieces, take some new chances on, um, take some chances on new styles that I, you know, haven't been wearing or haven't tried yet. And those are just a couple of the ways that I have done that. Yeah, I love that. Um, And I agree. I think for Armoire, especially, I was thinking, oh, well, maybe if you had like a vacation or a girl's trip planned. But you know what I ended up using it for was trying very high end denim brands that I would never 
have never have purchased or thought I would never purchase. But as we'll get into, I'm really ready to update my jeans in my closet. Um, and it was really fun to try some of these brands that I've like heard of, but never right. tried and then send them back because jeans are so specific that even if I liked them, it was more just like information gathering for me. So that that was fun. I agree. Um, so a couple of things that came up for me in terms of like new styles or new things I've tried. Um, I was definitely influenced by Kelly Hampton, the enjoying the small things blogger been around forever about a pair of athleta athleta um, wide legged pants that I wear when I travel on airplanes now. And they were, <laughs> I love they that were, you're there. They're your airplane pants. They are, I mean, they are my airplane the pants. They look like a cropped slack almost like you can dress them all the way up to look quite dressy, but they feel like pajamas. And I was, I straight up was influenced, like saw them on Instagram, heard her talk about it when it was summer travel and just went and bought them. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about those later. Cause we'll get into the like flowy, <laughs> the flowy cropped look. Um, I also had a gift card forever from this high-end boutique back in where I used to live in Orange County that sells a lot of high-end yoga and workout wear. Um, And we were down there visiting this summer and I was like, oh my gosh, I got free money to this store. And I bought a couple of pieces that I would say can go from workout to just casual, better than things I had before in that arena. So I think all that to say, I am still exploring athleisure, but with slightly higher end pieces that really do translate from one to the other. Because I think even in that February episode, I talked about how I might wear leggings all day, but I'm going to wear my workout leggings and then I'm going to change into my home leggings. And I think with a few of these pieces that I've tried, um, they really could almost do both. And they, I think it's just because of the quality is nicer. Um, And then one more thing this summer, we're now past the warm weather, but I got a maxi skirt, a really soft, stretchy maxi skirt from Jane that was a great alternative to like shorts or capris in the summer um, because it still had that soft and stretchy like waistband that I love. And I used to love maxi skirts like 10 years ago. I wore a lot of them. They were great in pregnancy. They were great like um, just for casual. And and I hadn't seen them for a while. So the maxi like the the soft, stretchy like jersey maxi both dress and skirt appears to be back, I think, or at least I would like to believe so. Yeah, well, we haven't really seen them. I mean, they had like that was for a while. You couldn't walk through a store without bumping into a rack of maxi dresses. And then I think those started to kind of go away in favor of like the roughly prairie dresses mm-hmm. and such. Um, but I would really like to simplify the dress situation and go back at like even the short ones, um, just those Jersey short summer dresses. I have not been able to find ones I like on the rack for a very long time, like years, yeah. because they went away in favor of very roughly just things I don't want to wear. So yeah. <laughs> I would love if those came back. Well, let's talk about our biggest fashion challenges. So Sarah, you go first with this, um, because I think sometimes these things go hand in hand with like what we're excited about or the trends we're noticing. Sometimes like those challenges go right alongside of those. So what are yours? Well, I mean, this is so cliche, but my challenge is putting on real pants and I still have this challenge and we're (laughs) like almost two years into a pandemic. A a bit related to that is in the winter, temperature control is tricky in my house. And I am often very cold in the bedroom and bathroom where I tend to change my clothes so that I like I actually do not want to disrobe. And then if I don't have to go anywhere, like, why would I? So I stay like super cozy. And then I think, oh, well, I am going to leave the house at such and such time. So I'll put pants on then. And then maybe I do. Maybe I don't. So actually getting dressed is a challenge for me right now. Um, Another just like just putting. (laughs) Like one leg in your pants. It's like actually putting your pants on is a challenge. I love it. I love it. It is. It is. But this is related. And this is where challenge becomes opportunity. Um, I think I'm not very excited about most of the jeans in my closet. And I love jeans. Um, And we're headed into winter. And I'm really ready for an update on like the silhouette of my denim. I am loving like the straight legged long crop, like with a fray on the end. I see you out there, denim. Like I know exactly what I want but I have had a few misses. I, as I mentioned, I tried a few higher end brands from Armour. That was like really good info gathering, bought a pair from Madewell that didn't fit. So I'm like zeroing in. It's the right pair is out there waiting and I kind of know what I want it to be. And I do think that having one or two new pairs of jeans this winter will help me with my motivation issues. (laughs) I love it. Well, I guess my challenge is kind of similar. Um, I don't feel like I know how to dress casually anymore because, and I don't know if it was because 
during like early COVID, my casual went so ultra casual. You've already touched on this. Like you've got different leggings or yoga pant type situations for different times of the day. And we've also talked about the fact that we can be a little precious about that. Like if we're just going for a walk, you don't actually have to put on like workout pants with like, you know, vents in the side and stuff like bra. that. Like a, right, like a, a maximum sports impact sports bra. Right. I mean, that seems a little much, but I also really want leggings to have pockets because I find them very useful and it's hard to find just like um, dressier leggings or like, you know, like ones that are more, not even dressy, but just ones that are more meant to be worn just all day and not like daytime, workout ones. Yeah. Daytime. Yeah. Um, with good pockets. So I feel like I'm always in this weird middle ground. It's like, I'm always trending either too dressy or slightly too casual for the occasion. I also right. used to wear a lot of jeans and tees with like kind of a scaled down cardigan, like a, like a, I don't know, like a slint, like a fitted cardigan, mm -hmm. but I have not been able to find that look as much over the past four or five years. Like I have like one striped cardigan that I feel like is the right silhouette. The rest are just too baggy. I don't love the way they look. I don't know if the styles have changed. I know my lifestyle has changed. My body has changed, but I also just feel like the things I used to enjoy wearing just don't look the way they used to. Um, and then of course, like you're right. I don't want to wear pants that are uncomfortable ever. I really don't like seven, eight length pants. Like I really don't like them. Maybe in the dead of summer, if I was going for like an evening walk, but anytime when it's going to be at all chilly, I don't want that much ankle showing, especially because I have kind of long legs. So for me, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, oh, yeah. they're not it's quite okay. a crop. Yeah. Um, for me, that always feels a little more like a five, six, like, like it always feels like it's showing just a little more ankle than I'm comfortable with when the temperature is less than like 60 degrees. And often I'll find a pair of leggings I love, but they'd only come like in that length. So yeah. I'm just kind of struggling. I think I'm going to have to like, just widen my, just widen my resources when I'm looking. And, yeah. um, there's some outdoorsy kind of brands that like are at my local outfitter that I love. Um, Prana is one cool is another. I really like them, but for whatever reason, this, the styles that get carried in store tend to be very well. It's, it's an outdoors outfitter. So that's why they tend to be the ones that are like performance fabric and like they're meant to hike yeah. in. And I have a couple pair of those. Those are great, but I don't want to wear those just bumming around to the grocery store. I want to wear the ones that look kind of cute and like ones I want to wear to brunch, you know? So it's just yeah. like, um, finding the correct, the correct style. That's a little more versatile. And you're probably right that going a little higher quality. So I almost help. think if I were to match you, match make you, I almost think that Athleta would be a good fit for you because the quality's there. And I do feel like it really crosses over from full workout to totally not workout. Um, and I don't right. have a lot of pieces from there, but I feel like that. And I, and I bet they have leg length specifications because a lot of the higher end brands do. So, well, they yeah. also have a ton of selection. That's the one thing. I've, yeah. So sometimes when there's like that much selection, it's just easier to find what you're looking for because you can narrow down, like they're going to, um, specialize in comfy pants, right. Yeah. That could be used for a variety of things. So then I can go down and be like, okay, well, these are the, I, I want solids, not prints. I want this length. I want this mm -hmm. kind of material. I want pockets. So that's a good suggestion. And I have definitely browsed. I just haven't shopped there. Yeah. I have, I only have like a couple of times, but I've, hearing you talk, I bet that would be a good fit for you. Well, let's actually name a few looks we've put together recently that we are excited about. I've got a, I've got actually way more than I usually do, which I, which makes me really happy. And some of these came together rather randomly. Um, one is wide-legged high-waisted pants from Beta Brand, which is another sponsor of ours. Uh, not in this episode though. Um, that I paired with a cropped floral top that I bought like at a local boutique. And I just love the way it looks. Um, I'm really pleasantly surprised. And we'll talk about this in a little bit more, but like I, the high-waisted thing worked out better than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. I also bought, an, again, like at a boutique, a sweater, like a crop top sweater with a bell sleeve with a high-waisted pleather skirt. I kind of feel like a go-go dancer in it, mm -hmm. um, but I really like the pairing. And that's something, had it not been, I was just like shopping up North with Jenna and Missy and we walked into a boutique and it was already paired. It was like styled on a mannequin. Had it not been styled, I never would have tried that on, but I did. Yeah. And I was really excited about it. And Can then I ask a question oh, go for ahead. fall about yeah. this skirt. Cause you, you had the skirt in Chicago, you held it up to me, but I never saw it on your bod. So mm -hmm. my question is, would you, could you do a tight in the fall? Yes. Cause they're, it's super cute and fall ish. 
Yeah, but you have I those legs wear, for days. I would wear it with like a really thick. And I've actually, this could be another whole topic, but I last year really played around with good quality tights. Yeah. Um, like I almost feel like you could do a color, like a forest green oh, yeah. color, you know, like oh, how that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a brand that uh, I believe it's Sheertex is the brand. And I bought a pair of theirs last year and they have like everything. Like they have like tights, they have patterned tights, they have textured tights, they have um, thigh highs. It's like they have all kinds of stuff, but they are kind of indestructible and mm-hmm. something like okay. that. Like, and if, they're not cheap, but they really don't fall apart. And you know how frustrating it is to have mm-hmm. tights that like roll down or, or rip. Um, so yeah, or pill. So like a, a couple really good pair of tights in my closet is definitely something I need. Um, another outfit that I was really excited about again, in that sort of reddish, like ruddy Brown was this faux suede blazer I got from TJ Maxx that I then paired with a pair of bronze leggings that I rented from Armour, but then ended up buying. And they're, I don't know how to pronounce the brand Lissy L Y S S E. Okay. I showed those to YouTube, but I didn't put them yeah. on for the, um, didn't have time, but they're just like a shiny Brown. Yeah. I just wear them with like a tank or a black t-shirt and it just looks so fun and cute and pulled together. And it's so very Brown. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is just so Brown. But I am really happy with all those looks because they look like done. Like they look like I thought about it and they're all comfy. None of them are like torture to put on. So, well, that yeah, the not torture is key. And what what I'm seeing as the through line, too, is they all have a feature that's like a little different, whether it's the sleeve or the high waist or the crop or so um, I'm I'm very impressed by you. It's like there's something in each outfit that's maybe outside the traditional silhouette that maybe we've all gone for for the last 10 years or whatever. So yeah. Good for you. Thanks. Well, I have, I have a lot less, a lot, <laughs> a lot fewer looks I've put together recently that just feel really good. But I will mention my, my air travel outfit. Cause I have now worn this outfit on airplanes a couple of times. And it is fun to think about looking put together when you travel. I know that's like a throwback to like 70 years ago when like people really dressed up for airplanes and I have had my share of flights where I am practically wearing pajamas, but something about getting where you're going in an outfit where you could go straight out to lunch or like Mm -hmm. check into a nice hotel. So the pants from Athleta, again, they're a very wide leg crop. I actually had mine hemmed because I, I'm the opposite problem of you. I have very short legs. So a seven, eight, seven, eight crop or a long crop will actually almost look like a full pant leg. (laughs) Like it's just, it doesn't look right. So I took these to the tailor. And it was like 15 bucks to just have them hemmed up another inch so that it's a proper crop. They have an elastic waist and deep pockets. You can put your phone, your boarding pass. They have like a zippered pocket within the pocket and back pockets. You could seriously have your entire carry on in the pocket of these black pants if you wanted. Um, They feel like almost like silk pajamas, like not silk, but like um, just a very lightweight breathable. Actually, something they remind me of is actually like when I was a modern dancer, like dance pants because they move so well and there's nothing constricting, but they have a look like the silhouette looks almost like slacks, almost like something professional. Mm. So the outfit that works really well is a dressier top or a sweater and then like a little makeup and really nice jewelry. And I feel like a boss lady traveling when I'm really like secretly wearing pajamas. So again, anything we discussed, we'll link to. So that's a very specific pant um, that I'll link to in the show notes and not, not sponsored at all. Just, just me influenced by Kelly Hampton. I would love to see how a pair of wide-legged crops look on me. It's a, it's a look that I have been a little terrified of. Um, I don't know why, like maybe I'm afraid the wide leg will hit in the weird spot or I don't know, but like, they look so good on you. Well, you so might need like you, you have the opposite problem. So you're right. It could look too short if they weren't the right length for you. Um, I, I have this memory of seeing a, a magazine photograph of Jacqueline Onassis. I don't I think she was, I think this is after JFK died when she was like middle aged in cropped wide leg pants, like on a beach on Martha's Vineyard or wherever they went, like Kenny Bunkport and thinking, and I was like 22 or something. And I just remember thinking, I will always want to wear pants like that. There's is there is this very specific, sometimes it's like a sailor style. Sometimes it's in a denim. Sometimes it's in like a like there is a very specific tailored long wide leg crop that I have liked for 20 years. And it's, I don't know why. So I'm glad it comes in and out of style, but I will always do it. Well, I, I loved that on you and I loved that whole, that whole look. So, um, okay. So are there any looks that you are surprised to find yourself willing to try or you tried it and just liked it more than you thought you would, or maybe you're even just aspiring to try more of it in the future? 
Well, um, going from the flowy <laughs> pants right on up, we joked when we were in Chicago because I also have this drapey, flowy sweater shawl situation thing mm. that is actually really comfortable. Oh, yeah. And- the gray one. Yeah, the gray one. Yeah, oh, um, that's great. And if yeah. I wear that with the flowy pants, it really starts to look like a midlife situation. Like you said, is it Eileen Fisher? I always forget. Like, what yes. is the flowy? Yeah. So yeah. we ma- we made fun of me a little bit. But I will say that where I live, that is also kind of a look. It's like in the summer, it's linen. In the winter, it might be sweatery. But it's like you've draped high-end fabric artfully over your body and nothing All over is your super body. fitted. Yes. And then you, you pair it with like a chunky knotted necklace or something or you know what yeah, I mean? You might, you might. Yeah. I find if, if I might. have hair and makeup done, if my hair and makeup are done, it feels youthful and fashionable. If they're not, it can feel really sloppy. So I, I guess that is a, the flowy midlife look is still developing over here. I'll just keep you, I'll keep you all posted. I also feel like that look would would work well with the hat. And you know how I do not really do hats. I, I always think I should or like I theoretically want to, but then I just don't. But I feel like that look with like a, I don't know, some kind of a like a flappy hat maybe or like yeah. a um, what's the one that has a little brim on it? They're so in right now and I can't think of it. It's like very boho. Yeah, I don't style know the of hat. You know what I'm yeah. talking about, though, right? Yeah. Well, hmm. there's fedoras and Panama hats. Fedora. And- Okay. Well, yes, yeah. I think what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I, I am here for your transition into <laughs> midlife flow, Sarah. And maybe when I come visit you in Santa Barbara, it'll make sense for me too. Yeah. Um, so for myself, I'm almost going in the opposite direction from you, which is weird because I have really resisted both high waist pants and crop tops because hello, like everything I'm thinking about is first of all, I don't want to show my belly. And um I just feel like it's too youthful. I can't pull it off. I feel like high-waisted pants remind me of like mom jeans and the nineties and like, you know, pleated, very poofy in the front. I do feel like clothing these days in general and and just our culture for young people is so much more body positive than it used to be Mm -hmm. that like everything, like everybody wears everything. And so it's like, you don't have to be really skinny um, or have like no stretch marks or whatever to wear any of these styles. I just couldn't work them out. Now, what I think I figured out is that the high-waisted pants are the basis for the crop top. Mm-hmm. And so they have to be comfortable. Um, so with the way that my I kind of have like a squishy lower mom tummy, I don't think high-waisted jeans will ever be my favorite because even if they're super duper comfy, there's always this weird little bowing out thing that happens with the zipper. Like they always just okay. poof out a little bit and it's really hard to keep them under control. But high-waisted leggings, um, like those beta brand pants that have a nice wide panel almost. Oh, I um, love the panel. Yeah, the panel. I'm here for the panel. The panel is all, yes, love it. Or like, because it distributes the squish. Like the squish yes, isn't all does. in one spot. It's all distributed nicely. Really comfy. Um, skirts can really work because then you can really jack them up super high. But you don't, even if they're the kind of skirt that you zip up, it's just different. They don't have that poochy thing that jeans often get. And I'm sure there's like jeggings that work too. So I have just been really pleasantly surprised to see that if I pair the right pair of pants with the right top, it doesn't actually show much flesh by the way. And it's showing a part of my body that I'm fine showing. Like I'm fine with my upper abdomen. Like if a quarter centimeter of that is peeking out every now and then I don't care. That doesn't bother me. I just don't want it to hit the way it would have like in college where it was like low waisted jeans or mid-waisted jeans with like a baby tee. And then you had like six inches of tummy hanging out. And I know that look is still out there, but like, that's not what I'm talking about. And I've just been very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I actually just saw that like the super low-waisted that they're going to come back now too. I feel like the cycles, the cycles are so fast now. It's like, wait, we just got, we just got used to the high-waisted anyway. Or they're just piling on top of each other. It's almost like there's no cycles anymore. Everything is just in at all times or something. And yeah, so- no, thanks. I don't really ever want to go back to that. Those weren't comfortable for me, even in, you know, even a long time ago. <laughs> so yeah. I don't see myself embracing that. Well, which brings up the next question, which looks are you unlikely to get on board with? Um, they're probably already on their way out anyway, but I'll just say those puffy tops, like all different puffy ways of having a top that sometimes it's a sleeve. Sometimes it's like the sleeve plus a weird tie under the bodice mm-hmm. of the top, a lot of florals, a lot of ruffles, 
the prairie dresses. I'm just not going to do any of that. Those are out. I don't see those ever making their way back into my closet. But yeah, that's that's a good point. I will co-sign that. And going back to my temperature issue in our California winters, which I love, but I know I've said this on a podcast episode about style before. One of my issues with interesting, puffy, flowy tops is they're very hard to layer with. So the temperature outside has to be it has to be for like a 72 degree day because you have to want to wear that much fabric. But you can't throw (laughs) I guess you could throw like a denim jacket on maybe. Um, But I always find the layering super difficult with stuff like that too. Um, for me, I feel like so many shoes are just ugly right now. I am not, I feel like I'm just resisting some shoe trends that I'm seeing. And it's possible that I'm not seeing enough of like my stage and age of life. I'm seeing a lot of like shoes meant for teenagers and early 20 somethings. And then I don't know. I'm just kind of, you give me an example. Are you talking about like the chunky Chunky White platform, mm-hmm. platforms, chunky yeah. platform. But then even, even as you go into dressy shoes, like there's a lot of shoes that look like shower shoes to me right now, but like a dressed up <laughs> version of like a platform. Yeah. I know shower exactly shoe. what you're talking about. Yes. Um, and then, you know, often two or three years go by before I buy a dressy heel and I, a huge shout out. I mean, we're like obviously Vionic converts right by now. We, we talk about them all the time and we both truly love their shoes. But I did buy a nude heel from Vionic because I hadn't bought I hadn't bought a, a dressy shoe in, I don't know, four or five years, a long time. And all of the shoe silhouettes had changed in the dressier ones. And these just have a little bit of a chunkier heel, but it still feels very much in my wheelhouse, like not stepping too far out there. So I don't know. I just I guess that's not something I'm not going to get on board with. I just feel like I don't understand shoe style right now. And then the other one that popped into my mind was I loved overalls in the 90s. I know they were also in the 60s and 70s. I was not around for that one in the 90s. I just loved them. I loved the way they felt. I loved the way they looked. I just have such memories of uh, mostly like 17, 18, 19. So like late 90s for me being so happy in my overalls. And I just it's not going to happen this time around. I have seen some women my age in really cute jumpery overall situations that they don't just look like carpenter overalls. There's like some style to them. Yeah. And I think it can look so cute. I just don't think I care enough this time around. And with my super long torso, the sizing's always weird. So I'm just going to, I'm going to let it pass, even though I, I was all in for it the first time around. Sarah, that, that makes me think of a, 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 a offshoot question which is, so you're talking about overalls. You loved them the first time. Now you wish you could, but just not into it. Is there anything that you never liked, but like kept trying to force yourself to wear and then finally gave up on? And, and the reason I'm thinking of this is because I think for me, like those puffy tops, the ruffly tops, the bohemian look, the prairie dresses, all those things, this isn't the first time they've been in. They were in a long time ago. Like that was like Delia's and stuff right. like that. A lot of those things were happening in the nineties. And at the time I really thought I could pull it off. And it always, I always looked like I was playing dress up when I put them on. It just never worked. And I tried really, really hard. And so I guess I could see myself having some temptation to try it now that it's back. But like, I just can't, I just, I I've tried it enough different. I've tried enough different incarnations of the quote romantic look unquote to realize Mm -hmm. that like the romantic look ain't for me. So I'm wondering if you have anything like that. Yeah. And actually, this is going to sound funny because it's one of the most classic looks ever. But I cannot wear a button up, button down collared shirt like the tailored women's version of a men's dress shirt. And those come in and out because, you know, how sometimes it comes in to wear them like under a vest or a sweater. Um, I cannot wear them. They look like they don't fit me correctly. I don't have enough of a bust for the ones that are supposed to be kind of lady fitted. I don't, I look like a child dressing up in menswear. I can't, it doesn't make sense with the type of pants I wear with them. I have never in my life been able to style just that classic dress shirt look for me. Um, And it does come in and out. And when it comes in with like a cute sweater over the top, like the collar popping out, that's a very cute look. And I was working professionally, you know, in some of the time when that look was in and it's just, I can't do it. I actually really like that look on me, but I will say the layer, the layering of a sweater, like a, especially like a fitted cardigan over a fitted button down shirt. Something about that was like a textural nightmare for me. It's just too much happening on my body, like too close to my body with too many layers, like all piling on top of each other. It's giving me the willies just thinking about it. I, I agree. I know you don't watch the good place, but I, um, would look at Kristen Bell love her sweet little all, you know, 80 pounds of her or whatever. 
And she would always wear these these collared shirts with a crew neck sweater over and just thinking like, how, how, do, how is that looking like that? It's not, it doesn't, that's right. not how it looks on normal people. It would be very um, bunchy and uncomfortable on me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 This episode is sponsored by Olive in June. And Sarah, I am just so grateful that I have mastered the art of doing my nails at home. When I look down at my cute manicure, I feel a little more pulled together, no matter how crazy life is at the moment. Thankfully, Olive and June's Manny system makes it so easy and affordable to make Manny time a regular part of my weekly routine. Well, I know the feeling, Megan, and I think it's so fun that with Olive and June, you get to customize your Manny system with your choice of six polishes, plus their top coat is included. So Katie on our team says that she has lately been layering some of their iridescent colors over their gel-like polishes, and the final result looks super shimmery and pretty. I might have to try that this spring. Yeah, and Olive and June press-ons are another cool option. They look so real, and I think it would be a great way to test out another nail shape. A long almond shape is popular right now, and I'm kind of curious what that would look like on me. Okay, well, keep me posted on that one. Listeners, visit oliveandjune.com slash themomhour for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first Manny system. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Sarah. So I want to talk about the last time you did a true closet purge. And is this something that you do pretty often? Or is it like a desperate thing that you do every five years or what? You know, I think I'm pretty good about doing it on the regular, although there are probably categories of clothes that I like. I'm thinking about my t-shirt drawer right now. It's not stuffed to the brim, but I, I honestly, I don't, I don't wear almost any of them. So I'm probably telling myself a story with the closet pieces, the nicer hanging pieces. I'm really good about purging regularly. Um, we moved to this house in the summer of 2020. So that was like, you know, 15 months ago. And that was probably the last time I did a major purge. Cause every time you move that happens, but I I'm pretty good about doing it on the regular. How about you? So I, I'm really good about like during the seasonal swap that we have a few times a year here, I'm really good about going through and just plucking things out that I truly don't want to wear anymore or that I never did wear. It's actually more often that it's things that I never wore, not even things that I just outgrew or, you know, I got over, you know, I'm over, but stuff that I bought hung up and never wore. So those things I'm really good about getting rid of. Um, what I'm not so good at is like letting go of the things I truly loved 10 years ago. And that's such a cliche, like middle-aged lady thing because I forget now (laughs) that the time just keeps going by. And I don't realize that like, just because I loved that when like at some point when I was a mom, well, that now spans like two and almost a half decades that I've been a mom. So, oh, oh, right. Like (laughs) that's a pretty long time. And you know, I'm still hanging on to things that have, have been through too many moves. So around this time last year, I actually did a big purge. And I did a voices episode with a stylist named Daisy Gillespie. And she really encouraged me to like really pare it down. And I, I did, I really did pare it down. I think what I did was I quick, I too quickly added new stuff. I I Mm. believe she even told me not to do that. Like, I'm pretty sure what she told me to do (laughs) was was to live. Not what I did. I think she told me to like live with a stripped down. We can link to the episode in the show notes. And, um, if you all are curious, you can listen because she had really good advice, but I'm pretty sure she said, you'll be surprised what you can do with what's left. Like if you strip it down to these pieces. And so I stripped it down and then started adding again. And so I'm not, I'm not back to where I was. I just could have been a little more drastic. I hung on to a few things I didn't need to. Um, like I said, some things like for my thirties that just aren't right anymore, but I also kind of added on top. So now I feel like I need to do another kind of reorg. I don't, it's not going to be as bad or as drastic as last year, but it, it needs to happen again. Um, so that leads me to the question, what's working for you organization wise? And, and I'll go first on this one because I can give a big tip to Daisy for helping me with this decision. And that is that I, I am now hanging almost all of my clothing. Um, 
I used to have this really, really inefficient sort of dresser system. And I could never, I could never really decide what tops got hung, which tops went in the drawer. Like there was just a lot going on. So now I have a little dresser. It's like a vintage dresser from the sixties. It's not very big. It's just got three drawers in it. Top drawer is pajamas. Those don't really hang very well. Um, second drawer is like true workout clothes. And I don't just Mm -hmm. mean the clothes you could technically wear on a walk. I mean like real workout clothes. And then the bottom is jeans because I just don't want to hang my jeans. It's just not something I wanted to, but almost everything else is hung. Um, and I've stuck to that now for a year plus, And it just makes a huge difference. It's just, it makes putting things away more satisfying. My drawers aren't all, you know, a mess of yeah. like getting stuck. Um, even things I thought were kind of silly to hang, like, you know, some of my more casual sweaters and tops it's less bulky that way. And it just, I love it. So how about you? What's going, what's going well organization wise? Well, quite a bit's going well, but I have to comment on your, so I do hang my jeans, but I don't hang some of my casual tops. So I wonder if we're a flip-flop right Well, maybe it's like, you just got to pick one and you know, like the thing you have more of maybe or something. I don't know. Maybe I've, I've hung jeans for quite a while now and I really like putting them away that way. And I like seeing them now that doesn't count the jeans that are like draped over the chair in the corner. We all have that. Like, but I mean, if they're truly put away, they're hung. So actually a lot is working for me. And partly it's just because I have enough space in this bedroom in this house that we moved into. So I have one whole dresser that's just for me. So plenty of drawers. And then Brian and I have like his and hers old school closets. This house is from the seventies. They are not walk-in closet. They have like the accordion doors. But what's nice about them is I have my own, first of all, so we're not sharing and it's not walk-in, but it's just you open those doors and you're seeing everything all in one place. I almost like it better than a walk-in closet, honestly, because in a walk-in closet, I've had some, I drop my laundry on the floor or I fill, I put it, I squeeze a dresser in there. This is like you open those doors and it's sort of like a flat panel of everything you own in front of you. And that works really well. I have, like you, I have a lot hung up, although not as much on my casual tops. I could probably hang some more. So I don't have a lot of excuses about organizational challenges, like impeding me. I think, I think I'm set up pretty well. Well, that that's good to know. And I think that my closet, um, right now I do have a long closet that spans the, it's, it's like a walk-in, but a very narrow walk-in and it spans like the whole width of the bedroom, but there's not a lot of room to maneuver once you're in. So I find that I don't really I don't really use it to its fullest advantage. Like I, I probably could get more strategic about where I hang things and Mm -hmm. like how I use it. Um, so anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm working on it, but, but the hanging thing is working out really well. So then Sarah, where could your clothing organization use some help? Well, so this is probably the, the area because everything else feels pretty good, but I talked about my leisure wear. I am often in the most casual (laughs) outfit possible. And right now, pajamas and like what I would call sweatpants. I have some cute sweats, some cute like jogger style or like that have a cute pattern on them that I would wear out to pick up the kids or to run an errand. But all of those things, pajamas and I don't know, outside the house sweatpants are all in the same drawer. And I have long had a personal policy that I do not fold pajamas, children pajamas or grown up Mm -hmm. pajamas. But because it's all mixed together, I feel like it lumps those sweatpants into the category of pajamas. And then I just feel like I'm wearing pajamas all day. So I think what I could do is separate out the sweats and the joggers that really are public, public facing pants. Right. And there's nothing wrong with wearing comfies out into the world. I don't really feel bad wearing them out into the world, but I do kind of feel weird that I'm reaching for the pajama drawer to put on my day clothes. Does that make sense? So I feel like it's, <laughs> well, it's like the psychology if, of the organization. Right. right. Especially if the, if the PJs are like um, intentionally not folded, yeah. I could see that creating just like a big jumble, which wouldn't feel good to reach into. You've exactly nailed it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that could use some help. How about you? Um. So my out of state, like my, my not currently in season or about to be out of season clothing storage is, uh, suboptimal. I don't, (laughs) I don't have it figured out. I, you know, I think I'm like clinging to old ways of doing things when I had less closet space. So I always had like separate bins and things to like put away stuff that was out of season, which is sort of like a false need. I don't think I need that anymore. 
especially my fall stuff. Like that really could stay hung up all the time. I mean, shorts and things like that. Those are a little harder and you have to kind of find a, a, a more of like a drawer like situation. And I don't want those taking up my jeans drawer when I want jeans in it, for example. But like, I don't need to be, I feel like I'm always standing there going, so does this stay hung or does this go in the, you know, in the bin or like, am I ready for this thing to go away yet or not? And this time of year, it's just a mess. I have yeah. four laundry baskets right now in my bedroom full of folded clothes that I just, I'm not sure that I actually want to, well, I know they're not all mine. I don't have four baskets worth of clothes. So the other problem is like somehow other people's stuff is getting into mine stuff. And that's another problem, but I'm just looking at this going, I don't, I don't know what to do with these things. Like, am I going to wear them again? And if not, what do I do with them? And, um, that means I have too many things for one thing, but also too many things in a, in a state of flux. Um, and I just have like too much in different categories that don't need that much. So I have like my outdoors wear, and that would be things like I wear hiking, um, or camping, which is different from like yoga and fitness wear which also kind of crosses over into daily leisure wear, right? Then I've got my dressier stuff. Then I've got my business casual. Then I've got my casual. Well, it, it doesn't make sense. They're kind of, I, I tried to separate them all out and that's not really working because a lot of it is mix, mix and matchable. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not mixing and matching, it means I'm buying too many things. So I just haven't quite figured it out. I wonder, this is like a little outside the box, but I wonder about color, like a color palette, like organizing by color. Or, or leg length or something like that, you know, um, right. And, and not, not worrying so much about, is this for workout or is this for lounging around at home or, um, but having some other visual cue to see it all. Yeah. At once. Cause I think what, what I'm, I've created false categories and what yeah, that's doing you is yeah. making me not feel like I have enough of stuff and I actually have too much. And so, right. yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Well, let's finish this up by just asking it take a mental look at your wardrobe and let's answer what we need more of right now. Um, and what we could stand to have less of, and I'll go first on this one. Um, I could really use more accessories and scarves, which is funny because I used to have so many scarves, but like over the years, the places, well, we lost our target. So we don't have a target to go to anymore. And that's where I used to be able to count on picking up two or three scarves a year. Mm -hmm. And then over time, I just lost the scarves that I had. So I don't think I have right now, I have my wool one that I just bought in Chicago. I don't think I have any straight up like cotton or linen, like a light, just purely accessory scarf. Not that I can think of. And if I do, it's buried under a bunch of, you know, coats hanging on a rack or something. Um, and then, you know, we talked about when we were in Chicago, Sarah, just not having a lot of like, I don't have a lot of statement jewelry. I have lots of great earrings I like, but I don't have like, and I have like some delicate necklaces I really like, but I don't have those big eye catching pieces that you can just throw over anything Mm -hmm. and feel pulled together. So there's that, um, really nice leggings. And we talked about that earlier and you gave me the recommendation to go like check out Athleta and, or Athleta. It's gotta be Athleta, right? Athlete. I, I, I do it differently every time. And or Athleta cause it's like athletic. Yeah. I think more people say Athleta and I think I say Athleta until I don't. So there you go. We like to do that awkward thing like Athleta. Mm-hmm. So I need some nice leggings that aren't athletic, that aren't outdoorsy, but that can be worn with whatever, but also are very comfy. So that's something I could, and maybe just like one pair. Like I, I think things like that, like one pair can go a really long way. Well, when Um, we were in Chicago, just to jump in, when we were in Chicago, I also suggested for you, this is like, I'm, I'm very much, I'm pushy at you. Yes, you are. Because I have a lot of opinions. Um, I do have Spanx leggings that I've had for at least three years and they are compression leggings, but they are really warm for winter and they are so flattering. And the, when I, showed them to you in Chicago. I said, for me, I think they're super comfortable for about four to six hours. And then I just start to want to get out of them because they do have that, that gentle compression. I think if you sized up, I think I'm probably between sizes. And if you sized up, maybe that wouldn't even be an issue, but there's something about the thickness and the stretchiness of the material. And they look, they're so flattering on everybody. So that would be another recommendation I have for you to try would be, and, and I think there's other brands that do that same style too, but yeah. mine are Spanx. Well, it's funny because there's like that gentle all over compression feels really good. Like, a, like a massage for a while yes. kind of, but no one wants to be massaged for six hours. Like there comes <laughs> a point where it's like, there's just too many things pressing on my skin. Like there's yeah. too much tactile, even if it doesn't <laughs> dig, it's just too, too much. 
Um, but yes, I will check those out because I've heard great things about Spanx leggings too. Um, I really need better underwear. This is someplace where like the five for $25, you know, bin at Target. Um, I don't go to Target that often, but I'll go a couple times a year. You know, an hour away is my closest one. And I'll raid that those bins. And I'm like, wait, first of all, these styles and brands are not the same anymore. Like no, Jillian and O'Malley is gone. Now it's something starts Auden? with an A. Auden, yeah, yeah. And they're fine. I think they're, they were really good for a certain uh, time of my life. And I think now I just need to buy really good underwear that don't have seams that don't have, um, that don't show under clothes that fit really well, that don't bunch down, that don't roll down. Like all those things I want. I just think it's time for me to like, just put more thought into my underwear. Um, I agree. Life's too short. I would say get rid of every single pair of underwear that you don't love and then see how many are left. And, um, probably not many very quickly find yourself uh, ordering some more. Yeah. And then I guess to um, talk about the things I could stand to have less of, which bad underwear would be, you know, conversely one of those things, but, um, jeans, I don't like, why do I, I, I have so many jeans and I only keep wearing the same two pair over and over. And honestly, two pair of jeans gets you a long way. If you have two Mm -hmm. pair of jeans, you love, you don't really need much else unless you want to really dig in on a certain style or color or something. But like I could make, I could get a long way with the ones that are always comfy. Um, I have a pair on right now that I got, I believe through a stitch fix box. And I Mm -hmm. think the brand is cut K U T. Okay. Um, I don't even know how expensive they were. I don't really remember. I feel like they were like mid, like, like maybe they were like 70 or $80. Like, so not, you know, cheap, but also not super expensive. And they were, and they're great. I love them. Um, so why do I keep holding on to the cheapies that pinch and I don't like them uh, or like, or do that thing where they kind of like almost fall down on my butt and I'm like having mm-hmm. to hike them up all the time. And then, um, any dresses I haven't worn in two years. That would, if I went through and was honest with myself about dresses I haven't worn in two years, for whatever reason, I bet I would get rid of like three quarters of my dresses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably a good, this would be a good time of year to do it because you aren't going to probably, if a lot of them, if they're summery, you're not going to wear them for six months. So you won't remember, like you, they'll just be gone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How about you? Well, mine are kind of related. What I need more of and need less of are kind of in the same category. And that is casual, cute layering tops, which really is t-shirts. I mean, I guess actually sometimes a tank top is nice for layering, even in the winter, um, just because you could throw a sweater over it. I have too many that I never wear and I need more that I will wear. And a couple of hangups are, I, I often like that drapey dolman style or something with a little bit of an interesting silhouette for a, for a t-shirt, but then those don't layer well. They look weird with a cardigan or a sweater mm. over it because you got a whole bunch of sleeve situation or like it's really long or it's cropped. So I need a basic, like a basic layering tee, um, that looks really cute. And I think maybe five years ago, the ones from Madewell that were like, like tissue thin, very drapey, were kind of in for a while and they're really comfortable. I just, I think, I think they're out of style now. I don't like the way they look anymore or they haven't aged well in my drawer. So I don't know. I don't want to just buy a bunch of boxy plain t-shirts. That's not really what I'm going for. I want four or five tees that look like an outfit choice and don't just look like a layering piece, but they, yeah. but they also can be layered. So you, we talked about graphic tees, uh, when you and I, when we were in Chicago, like neither one of us loves a slogan tee. Like I'm not likely to have a, a slogan printed on the front of me. That said, not all graphic tees are like have a slogan. Sometimes it's like a, an image or like a subtle reference to something. So I need I need some interesting casual tops that can be layered. That is what I need. And at the same time, I could stand to have less of all the ones I'm not wearing. I have right. 12, 12 in my drawer that I just don't wear. And I kind of do the same. I have a couple of um like camisole shells that work well as layering pieces. I wear those a lot. Um I might be able to link to them because I got them from Jane and they're extra long. So they work great for leggings and other things. So it's like I have two or three that I wear all the time and then I just need to get rid of everything else. Well, man, we have a lot of work to do. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) This has really been fun. I've loved hearing your suggestions. Um, Some of your very opinionated suggestions, which I may or may not. Yeah, you're a little bossy. That's okay. Um, I, I need to have my fashion bossed around a little bit sometimes. Okay, Sarah, so what's coming up next for us this week? 
I'm so glad you asked. Uh, on Tuesday, two days from now, we have another installment in our Week of Real Life Dinners series, which is a fan favorite, if you will. But we are having our contributors weigh in this time as well. So um, I think you'll hear what really went down in the homes of nine different moms across the country. You and me, of course, Megan, and seven of our contributors um, sharing what they made, who ate what, what was what were the fails of the week, what were the wins of the week. So those are always really fun. Um, and you can hear that right here in the feed on Tuesday. So, Megan, this was fun. This was fun. We'll talk to you later. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button, and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.